Hello, 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 Grand Rising. How are you? I am excited to come to you today with day 20, as I recognize that we're almost there. This journey is almost complete. And I love, I love, 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 and I appreciate so much that you have given to you that you have given to me and that you have chosen to co-create this journey with me. It really has been a co-creation. So although I'm giving you the tools and giving you the questions and sharing my stories, my journeys, my truth with you, I am so grateful that you guys are doing the same. And because of that, we have created a dance. We have created conversation you know we have created an interaction and experience that hopefully will imprint on your mind you know will continue to play out in your life will continue to serve you in an amazing amazing way and I love that I yesterday we spoke about things that anchor us quotes you know words scriptures songs that remind us of who we are And I came across this one yesterday and I loved it so much that I wanted to share it with you today. It says, we all have issues because we all have a story. And no no matter how much you've done on yourself, we all snap back sometimes. So be easy on you. Growth is a dance, not a light switch. And I love that so much because I think that sometimes when we go on a journey of self-discovery, of self-love, of awakening, of acceptance, of any kind of journey, we, we kind of feel that we're going to arrive. We're just going to arrive, get there and get it. But the truth of the matter is sometimes we fall back. We fall back into old thoughts. We fall back into old ideas, old beliefs. And also, sometimes I think that we think it's just going to be done. Like it's just done, it's finished, we've done that. But what you'll realise is discovering your love, discovering love for others, discovering and developing your love for life and all that is, it's a constant journey, you know. So you can choose to constantly evolve if you want. And I love that it's a dance because this whole experience with me and you, these conversations that we've had throughout these podcasts, it's a dance. It's a a give and take. It's not just, well, switch it on and it's going to stay on or we'll switch it off and we're gonna, it's going to stay off. We're going to have experiences and interactions that are going to make us, you know, wake up to more understanding that enlighten us to more ideas that allow us to have more experiences and I love how that feels I absolutely love the magic of it so one day 20 we're getting ready to finalize our blueprint and I think it would have been beautiful for you guys just to understand your own love language So have you heard of the five love languages? I remember listening to an audio um, many years ago now and there was somebody, a couple, and they were speaking about their love and they expressed on their, someone says, you know, how has your relationship been so successful? And they basically said it's because we choose to communicate in a love language that my partner understands and I was like huh what do you mean and up until that point I kind of felt like we all have you know similar ideas of what love is and what I realized then is that when you're in a relationship especially an intimate relationship it's very important that you understand that no two people visualize view or feel love the same 
And there's a guy called Gary Chapman who wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. And in that book, he breaks down like the five love languages. And it's a beautiful way to understand love, maybe in a new way, maybe in a new context. So if you haven't read that book, I will literally invite you to do so. But also what we're going to do today as your task is you're actually going to take the quiz. So he devised a quiz, which we could all take, which means that literally you can find out what your love languages are in what order and so we can all to some some extent we all have or can experience all of the five languages but it's just that one or two of them will be stronger for us so for instance if your love language is words of affirmation and your partner's love language is gifts or acts of service he could be literally trying to give you gifts, give you gifts, give you gifts. And to you, that's not love because he's not affirming to you that you're beautiful. He's not affirming to you that, wow, you know, he's not giving you the word. So your love is clashing and it could be vice versa. His love language could be quality time, whereas yours is gifts. So now you want to receive gifts and get gifts and, and he doesn't understand that because all he wants to do is spend time with you because that's his love language. So for some of you, you're married and you've probably had to figure this stuff out without figuring it out, without knowing, you know, that there's something to support it. Or you're just in a long-term relationship or in a new relationship. Wherever you're at right now, you can always pick this up and do the quiz and discover it. Because the truth of the matter is, more than it being important to learn about other people and their love language, it's important for you to know your love language. So then you know how to love on you. Because I recognised that a few days ago when I asked you to write a list of all of the things that you do to love you, so many people struggled with it or they realised, whoa, I really don't do enough for me. And because of that, I could guarantee if I said to you, write down a list of all of the stuff you do to love on other people. You could come up with buckets, you could come up with endless things, you know, whether it is taking the children to school, whether it is making breakfast, whether it is booking random dates, you know, whether it's combing somebody's hair. You could think of a million things, giving someone a hug, sending a nice text message. But the truth of the matter is, how many times do you do that to you? So we're going to look at the five love languages and figure out, you know, your what's your love language love language and then it will help you discover how to love on other people and how to show people how to love on you so the five love languages are words of affirmation two acts of service three receiving gifts four quality time and five physical touch And what's incredible is, like I said, when you do the quiz, you're going to figure out what your one is. But before you do the quiz, I invite you to write down in order what you think they are. And then it's interesting when you do the quiz to find out if they're the same. Yeah, mine wasn't the same. It wasn't what I thought it was. And I think that was as well. Sometimes your love can be ego based. So it's not really what you want to experience, but somewhere along the line, you have told yourself that certain things are love, certain things are validation, certain things mean things, but your true self knows that you don't need that to be validated. Actually, what you may just need is something else, is something else. And again, this is about uncovering your truth. This is about understanding more. And this is amazing to figure out for your children. 
because my children, I have two, have very different love languages. And it's just, now that I'm aware of this, I can see it. And we know that as parents, how we love on one child is not how we love on another child because they're different. The way that we may relate to one child or the patience that we may have for one child, we really don't have that with some of the other children because we're like, you know what? I can't deal with you (laughs) with love. One child might be, love language might be physical touch. They're always hugging on you. Another child might be like, oh, don't touch me. And I know that too well because one of my highest love languages is not physical touch. So when I get in a relationship with a guy that is extremely um, affectionate, I am like, oh, God, (laughs) because I don't really want you all up in my space. (laughs) But I understand that that is how he receives love. So he likes the hugs and the cuddles and the kisses. And I'm like cringing. Everything inside of me is cringing. But it's about understanding that that's their love language. And so I have to learn ways to communicate in it. So love as well is always helping us to grow. It's always helping us to evolve. I also came across another beautiful post yesterday. I didn't keep this one, but it said something along the lines of, so many people say that love hurts. Love doesn't hurt. Rejection hurts. Lack of validation hurts, you know? Not feeling wanted hurts. And it was so amazing because we associate all of those things with love, but that's not love. Love in its purest form just is You just feel it. It's just a connection. It's just something that makes you grow. It's something that helps you to evolve. It really does make you better. And so I pray that by now, all of the things that you associated with love that do not serve you, that you're putting them down, that you're letting them fall off, that you're letting them dissolve and that you're letting them go away. As always, I'm going to share something from my diary and then I'm going to share with you the quiz, share with me your answers, share with me your experiences. And I really pray that you enjoy today figuring out what your love language is. The 21st of the 11th, 2016. Have you ever questioned your school of thought? If everything up until now has been taught, experienced or thought, do we question our experiences? Do we question our teachings? Do we question the environment, i.e. the school, that supported us in learning? I feel like I often do. I was always one to question my teachers, my parents, my friends, my partners. Yeah, I still am. And I still surely question the situations I find myself in. However, how often do I question or have I ever questioned my school of thought? I question everything outside of me, but have I ever questioned the environment inside of me? Interesting, right? So this morning, after a life-changing weekend, I have risen and said, wow, what do I think? Why do I think it? See, we've been sharing posts about chasing your dreams, living your dreams, experiencing life and being your truth. But have you ever asked what exactly is my truth or why do I even want to live, chase or be my dreams? What lies beneath what we see? Surely it's just a thought you want to bring into reality that creates an experience. So why do I even want this experience? I've found myself asking so many questions, so I've decided to track back. I went back to where I feel the creation of my thoughts began. Now I know there's a million a day, but I chose to just track a few. And listen, my results, they completely blew my mind. 
From whenever I could remember, I always wanted to be a TV presenter, drive an amazing bum-ass fly car, have a huge, when I say huge, four-bedroom house with details, dance studio, recording studio, basketball court, football pitch, and be a teacher. You know, just the normal stuff. Now, when some of these things didn't happen at the age I expected them to, I added a twist to them. So as I grew, my dreams did too. I changed from just wanting to be a TV presenter to wanting a woman empowerment movement and being an inspirational speaker. The huge four bedroom house, oh yeah, honey, that still remains. And the teacher transforms to, (laughs) I want a school, a whole school, a soul school, in fact. You know, as you casually do. If you're going to dream, you may as well dream big, right? So why these dreams, I questioned. And could I find a running thread? Hmm. Well, TV presenter, because as a child, it represented to me success. Big house, because it represented to me having enough money. And the teacher, because it represented helping and sharing with others, learning and growing. Now, that's not bad, is it? How many of you want to be successful, have enough money or want to help others? Come on, guys. I know I'm not the only one. Now, if our minds are meaning machines... And the universe is always just saying yes or time. And the world is always responding to what we put out. Then we can get answers, right? So if we dream bigger, we can dig deeper. And of course, yep, I want to step deeper. What did being a TV presenter really mean? Well, actually, my mind was answering that it was my need to be seen. Because if I'm seen, that's success. That's validation. But actually, if it was also the thought that my mum carried when was carrying me, was my father acknowledging her? Was he seeing her? Was he validating her? Having a big house mm, meant enough money. Is my mind answering my thoughts of believing that I don't have enough? Ugh, yuck. What? I'm running a scarcity vibration? Yuck! But what if my ancestors had everything and it was taken from them and now subconsciously I always feel like I don't have enough, that there is not enough, that I have to show up and want more? Is that my thought or even theirs? Okay, teacher, helping others. Was was that actually to answer my mind of not feeling good enough or, ugh, you know what? I felt sick. What am I really thinking Do those subconscious thoughts actually benefit me? No, 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 no. Hell no. Gosh, I could honestly say that I was not expecting a couple minutes with these thoughts to actually bring up any of this stuff for me. I thought I got over this shit long time. But the great thing is, now I'm aware of it. I dug deeper into it. I could see it. I could feel it. And it felt true. And I could understand it. How, I might hear you ask... Well, firstly, awareness and asking, does this feel true? Can I accept that at some point in my life, these things were or are true? I realised that those thought thorns I was running may have been truth. But that doesn't mean it has to always be my truth. Today, those thoughts are bullshit. (laughs) 
We are good enough. We have enough. It's our birthright to feel good, to feel God. And if you don't believe in God, then you too can truly experience the blessings of things that we don't always see. I just choose to recognize that as God. I choose to say that that is my connection to all that is. I agree. We may live in environments that don't support this and actually contribute to making us feel worse. But actually, in my core, I believe no one was born to feel bad, not good enough or not have enough. I truly believe abundance is our birthright. So why would the universe, God or even me, manifest or materialise or bring into my life anything that doesn't serve me? If everything is actually happening to support us, then even our thoughts are. They supported me so much that they wouldn't let things manifest on a vibration or value system that really is not true to me, that doesn't grow me, that doesn't expand me or truly move me. My true value system suggests if it don't grow me, I don't want to know. And believe me, sometimes the lessons are intense, but I'm real good in the end. In conclusion, I recognise that everything is energy and once the energy of intention matches the truth of your values and vibrations, things actually manifest. Once we have awareness around what we think, we can actually change our thoughts. Yo, finally, I understand why changing our thoughts can change our life. Big relief. Our value systems and vibration have to match our thoughts. So my question to you is, on what level do you want what you think you do and why? We spend so much time looking, searching, asking for answers outside. But what happens when we truly check in? I invite you to question your school of thought. You're alive and kicking. Therefore, you're living, dreaming, being choose to be abundant in how you're thinking you were born abundant it doesn't live outside of you embrace it happy new day all i would love to know what you find from checking your school of thoughts connect with me i'm excited that you guys enjoy and embrace this journey so on that day i was talking about thought but it's the same idea for love It's the same idea for life. It's the same idea for anything that we want to experience. Be willing to ask yourself why you think the way that you do, why you think you want to experience what you do and get excited about the answers that show up when you do. I'm so excited to share day 20 with you and for you to get into the quiz. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day and continue to enjoy this challenge and your life and your love in bliss. Lots of love, Queen T.